Wednesday, life and career growth on Sound Awake. Alstavia, it's Wednesday. And as they say, good things tend to happen on Wednesday. Good morning this morning. Good morning, Abutimanja. And to the listeners, it's always so great to be to be here. Are you well, Mom? I am living my best life where I am with what I have one day at a time. Uh, I want your formula, you know. <laughs> and you know the beauty about it, Abutimanja, is that the more you speak such a thing, the more you realize that it calls you into action. So this, the more I keep saying this, the more I am motivated to actually take steps into seeing this becoming a reality. It's like I'm, I'm my own, you know, um, accountability partner to say, I said, I'm going to make the best of where I am with what I have. So I start, you know, living a life where I am less, trying very less to complain, uh, but maximizing on more of, of the gratitude. Yeah, the more you say it, the more you find yourself uh, propelled, if not compelled, to actually go on and do it. Absolutely, Why not? Why not? It's a ID. <laughs> do that thing. Yeah, boy. <laughs> so last week uh, we we looked at quite a, number, a few things about you know how to get there because obviously today should have been the first day of school for bub- uh, government schools, but it was not to be. Yes, yes, I would demand that. Um, I think a lot is happening around us. And I think with this pandemic and uh, how it keeps evolving and the number of deaths and the whole vaccine thing and kids not being able to go to school, it's really starting to to take a toll on people. And it's only natural, I would demand that. So I think we need to try by all means to, you know, to keep exercising the things that will really help us to still keep our chins up and keep us anchored in, in a time where we really feel like we are in a storm, like literally so. Um, but we need to keep practicing those things that will keep us mentally sane so that we are able to get to the other side of the storm because the other side is going to come. Sure. And this week? This week, Abutimandla, I'll be closing off our series that we started in January that spoke about how to keep going during a time of uncertainty. Last week, I spoke about how to use our emotions or to master them rather so that we can you know, keep ourselves going during, during a time of crisis or uncertainty. Today, I'd like for us to close it off by saying in a time of uncertainty or crisis, what can keep us going is to be mindful of the words that we use. You know, so hashtag watch your words, hashtag words work, and that's what I want us to really engage in and unpack. And I'd like to start it off, Abutimanda, with with a few um, quotes, one favorite quotes. One of them is, uh, it says, you will have what you say, which is Mark eleven twenty three, And the other one says, change your words and you can change your world. The author is unknown. So it's a question of mind yeah. and language. Absolutely, I would demand. And I think it's a topic that a lot of times we really take for granted. We don't understand the power that is carried in words. We don't understand that each time we say something, we are actually putting something into motion. You know, we forget that our reality, I would mind, that does not start in the physical. 
it actually starts in the supernatural realm or the spiritual realm and then it starts manifesting in the physical so how we perceive how we process our reality doesn't actually start in the world where we are physically but it starts in the invisible place the hidden places inside of us where we are continuously thinking continuously feeling and as a result what is completed by all those hidden processes is what we end up confessing Interesting indeed. Interesting indeed. But then, you know, navigating that space, Ostavia, sometimes for some of us, it's a bit of a, a minefield, isn't it? True, true. The biggest battle, Abu Dhamanda, is in our mind. I mean, everything that exists in this world was birthed from words or a word. For instance, there's so much power in words. With our words, we give life to an idea, an opinion an argument, a statement, etc. And that can easily lead to persuading ourselves or others. So a lot of it, Abu Dimanga, is a mental battle. It's the battle of the mind because everything starts in that hidden place. Our hidden places are in our minds. That's where, that's where it, it, it all develops. And that is why sometimes it feels like it's something so you know, uncontrollable, it's impossible, Ustavia, how do I do this? It's, that's why last week I touched on the fact that, you know, if we need to master our emotions, we need to understand our thought patterns or our thought life. How you think will influence how you feel and it will also be manifested in the words that you speak. Uh, some time ago, you know, we're having a discussion with some friends and we came to the conclusion that many of many at times <laughs> we mean well. But yeah. the problem is in the way we say things. Yes, yes, Abutimanda. And I think that is so imperative. That is why uh, having a good intention is not enough. So, the, you know, there's a saying that says, before you speak, think about it. That is imperative because as much as your intention can be proper, but if that message is not encapsulated or packaged in the proper way, in such a manner that when they receive or receive your message, they get to be, you know, they get to understand and connect with your intention, then your message will be uh, totally misinterpreted. So as communicators, our responsibility as the sender of the message is to ensure that we really think about the packaging of what we are saying. So when the message gets to the receiver, there's no, you know, there's no um, uh, reading in between the lines there's no trying to say, what was Abuji Manza trying to say to me? You know, it should be you know, as, con- as, as clear as, as possible to say, okay, this is what Abuji Manza was trying to say. So we need to learn to use our words, Abuji Manza, to really express what we think and to be mindful on, on how we choose our words when we are saying a certain thing. So especially when you're giving feedback, it's one thing to say, I am bluntly honest. Yes, good for you that you are bluntly honest. But remember that words evoke emotions. Words can hurt as much as they are invisible, as much as they are not physical thoughts that you will be throwing at somebody's heart. But that's exactly what will be happening to this person as you speak to them and you're not taking cognizance of the heaviness of your words if you are not mindful of choosing how to package that message 
and even though you want the, the, the receiver to get your message, but be aware of how you want that message to sound like still. Astabe, please talk to us about being called out uh, for saying things without caring, i.e. using bad language but meaning well. Because sometimes I find that if you call me out for saying it this way instead of that way, I then turn around and say, ah, you worry too much, uh, you're being too sensitive. Meanwhile, it is important for the person you're talking to to put them in the right place so that the conversation can have few limitations and hindrances and it can flow the way it's meant to be. So, Abudman, communication is a, is a two-way thing. And I think we use communication as a tool to strengthen and to you know, maintain healthy relationships. So we don't use communication to break down relationships. So communication is a tool that we use so that we can cons- constantly enhance and nurture our relationship, be it on a professional level or on a per- personal level. So if you are going to call out somebody, I'm saying, yes, state the facts, but state them with love. You know, if I can say to you, Abut Manja, um, uh, I don't know, I'd, you know, for instance, I'll, I'll use children as an example. If you're going to be angry at a child and that anger is valid to say, maybe they spilled your coffee on your shirt and you were on your way out to work and, you know, you're like, oh, man, look at what you did and now I'm late and, you know, you are so clumsy and careless and dumb. So the clumsy and the careless and the dumb, was it really necessary, I would manja? And, you know, Yes, you are calling them out, they've spilled uh, coffee on you, but they could be, you should be focusing on, you know what, next time, just try much to focus, you know, or try to be more careful uh, and be cognizant of your environment for everybody's safety. It could have ended there. So adding, you are dumb, you are stupid, you are so clumsy, those things are unnecessary. That's just you now expressing your frustration. So sometimes we need to, in, I, know, I know it's very hard, but in moments where we are really provoked and emotionally we are feeling like we are bubbling, we need to take time to pause, to, to, to pause, to stop, so that we can think about what we want to say, so that our words are not driven by our irrational emotions, but we really are cognizant of the fact that what is it that, what is the message that I want to deliver to the child? Because even in that error or that mistake, there's, there's still an opportunity for a lesson to be transferred or wisdom to be imparted to the child. Yeah, I remember hearing things like, Go try game. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> and you see the power of words, Abutumanja. You may be, you may have been at your very juvenile stages of, of your youth. You could have been so young, but Nanam Sandy, you still remember those words as if it was yesterday. Also, Calling out people, but the way we react when we are called out uh, as well, um, Ostabia, yes, because yes. also that that can spoil good things because mm, um, mm. it's it's almost like we don't accept that we can make mistakes. True. And and True. if Zelma calls me out, it's better. But if Mdu calls me out, then I jump around and I forget that these are intelligent people that have a reason for calling me out. Absolutely, I would mind that. So I think when we, we, we engage in conversation or in communication, we need to also realize that as we listen, 
we don't listen so that we can have a powerful response to retaliate, but we listen so that we can absorb and really try to understand where the other person is coming. This person, when they're speaking to you, they are giving you perspectives, and they may be pointing out blind spots about yourself that you are not aware of. So as much as as the, as the sender of the message, it's your responsibility to make sure that you, your message is packaged clearly, your message is packaged with respect and love. But as the listener or the receiver, your responsibility in part of that communication is to ensure that you also play your part in listening attentively. So you don't listen so that as you are listening, you are starting to you know, build up your own backup on saying, I'm going to tell him where to get off. You know, as you are listening, you are putting your, your, your backup, your statement, your, you know, the, you, you, you're having that internal conversation to say, yeah, yes, plus I'm going to, yes, I remember this other day, he said this or she said this. So you're busy putting up your own backup as this person, this person is really opening up themselves to you and telling you how they feel or telling you what they see. And the beauty about communication is that when the person comes to deliver a message, that's why it's called communication. As you respond back, then you give each other that chance to be able to open you, your, your both sides of the story. So you don't know what is happening in that other person's head, and they don't know what's happening in your head. As you get to engage in conversation, you get to find more insight on where this person is coming from understanding why they are saying this, what is it about you that they saw in your behavior or that they heard in your words that made them think this way and, 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 and even get to the extent of coming to you and speaking to you about it. So it's important as we communicate, what makes communication effective and powerful is when we are able to also engage in active listening, not so that you, you listen, so that you can come up with a very powerful back up and dismiss what's been said to you. So during this difficult time, I mean, COVID-19 is taking its toll on everybody. Um, we can be kind in our words uh, to, to, to kind of uplift people because sometimes all people need is a, uh, they, they just need to hear a kind word. Absolutely, I would wonder. It is imperative in these times to realize that our words are actually a powerful tool to spark and ignite a more positive belief in people simply because there's a lot of negative reports. You know, I was watching on the news on, uh, in the weekend with my sister and I was just so flabbergasted on how much it's one negative thing upon another. As you are listening to the COVID virus uh, 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 statistics going up, you are hearing about Cyclone Eloise, who is destroying houses, causing floods. So you really end up feeling emotionally, you know, um, imbalanced because there's just so much negativity and, and, and less of the positive to at least strike that balance. So what we can do in this time is to use the power of words by just really thinking of that person that you haven't spoken or checking check in with, be it a colleague, a family member, they're probably not in the same province with you, or perhaps they are still stuck somewhere internationally, and just text them to say, hey, I just wanted to, to remind you that, you know, you're not alone. We are going to go through this, and there will be a time when all of this is over. Remember to hang in there. 
remember to, you know, be mindful of your words. Whatever it is, but our words can really be that thing that can spark that hope in somebody that has been really quenched out by the negative, you know, report that we are, we are getting around us. And all it requires of us is to be to show kindness and love by saying, sending that email to say, Abut Manda, I just wanted to say thank you so much for, for, for what you're doing for us on the airwaves. Keep up the good work. Sometimes that's what somebody needs to keep going, Abut Manda. You can say that again. You can say that again because uh, we, we, we really need... Um, she, sometimes you, you hope that people can see what you're going through without you having to say it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, that is so true, Abudmanja, and I can resonate with that so much because as a, a business owner at a grassroots level, those are the things that sometimes happen to me to say I sometimes wish people could just, you know, see what's really going on without me having to expose my wounds, if I can put it that way. But I guess that's where... The power of spoken word is so important, Abutmanda. Sometimes we don't get the things that we need simply because we don't also use our words to ask for help. We were given the ability to communicate for a reason. The reason why we human beings are given language and words, it's one of the tools that can really help us in times especially of crisis. When you give voice to your grievances or give voice to your pains or give voice to your needs, chances are, even if it may not be the first door that is going to open that you speak about, or the first person that you speak about, you know, but they may lead you to someone else who may lead you to someone else who eventually may lead you to the, to the help that you want. So keep giving a voice and allowing ourselves to be vulnerable at this point in time, to send that text to your friend or to your family to say, guys, you know what, I know I've been looking like things are under control, but I could use some help where that is concerned. That can actually go a long way, I would demand, in helping to alleviate the burdens that I know people are carrying and are going through right now. But just by confessing and using your words to to give people a, a little bit of a picture of what's going on in your inner self, can really be the beginning of you experiencing healing or, you know, getting a need met where possible, of course. I suppose also the big question is, have we been good friends? On a scale 1 to 10, how do we fare? Yeah. So, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, I mean, all of this will be will be determined by the kinds of relationships. Like one of the things that we 